Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno Shoemaker, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA. In this episode, I'm joined by my colleagues, Barb Benton, Vice President of Government Relations, and Tiffany Crosby, Chief Learning Officer, to discuss the impact advocacy and legislative efforts have on workforce development. We cover OSCPA's government relations efforts, sitting for the CPA exam, and the critical role members play in using their voice when it comes to the Ohio State House. We kick things off with Tiffany sharing more about the distinct role CPAs play when it comes to workforce development. When I think about OSCPA's role in workforce development, I think we are uniquely positioned um, when you just think of our ecosystem. And, and so you have the employers and we're connected to them. They're, they're members. They're, they're engaged with us. You have high school students and college students and where we have student membership and we have all our student program and you have the uh, faculty. So, but at the high school level and the college level, uh, you have the government, right, and, and our relationships there and then nonprofit. So we have this ecosystem that we sit in the middle of and are able to serve as a hub, connecting it all together and able to coordinate it and bring some alignment where there's been individual one-off efforts and also facilitate access to resources some of which employers or other other individuals or stakeholders within this pipeline may not be aware of. So we're able to bring all of that together and bring some cohesion to it. And, and I think that there is incredible value in that and that that will accelerate our ability to be able to address the, the talent crisis for the profession. Absolutely. And Barb, can you tell me why is it important that um, OSCPA have a voice at the state house? Okay, so building on everything that Tiffany just said, you know, the ecosystem that we have in terms of representation from members who are literally in every industry in our state. So we truly have a voice of, you know, business, nonprofits, government, education, you know, all the different areas that are important for the profession. And, you know, building on that, uh, when we go down to the state house, you know, they know that, that we represent, we are, we are the voice of the CPA profession. You know, we are the only organization specifically dedicated to promoting and protecting the CPA credential, you know, the integrity of that important credential that, that our members work so hard to obtain. And in addition to that, we're very involved with economic issues, you know, like, trying to drive the business climate in Ohio to make it strong. And, you know, because that's what businesses uh, want, right? They they want to be stronger. They want to grow CPAs. You know, as much as they do, you know, some of the, the, you know, the audits and the tax returns, what they really love to do is help businesses grow and thrive, you know, all businesses. So when we go down to the state house, you know, we're, we're speaking on behalf of lots and lots of industries and and the legislators know that. 
And Barb, obviously, when we talk about things at the state house, um, 121.50 is a very hot topic. Can you give me more background on that for maybe people who are not as um, up to date on 121.50 and, and where we stand today? Sure. Um, what what 121.50 refers to is being able to start sitting for the CPA exam when you have essentially four of the five years of education done uh, as a college student. And the reason that was so important is there were already over 35 states that allowed that, you know, and, and Ohio was kind of behind the curve a little bit on that. You know, we felt that Ohio college students were at a disadvantage in being able to get a jump on their their career path. You know, it's it's important for students to be able to to get all that done. You know, they, there are so many challenges that that future CPAs have once they start their career. Um, you know, they have to start studying for the exam. They're they're really jumping into their first real job, if you will, and they want to shine in that. You know, and certainly becoming a CPA, many industries have times that are busier than others, you know, no matter what you do, whether you're working for a corporation or a firm. And adding the stress of having to pass all four parts of the exam once you're done with college is it, just a real challenge. So by um pursuing sitting at 120, what we were doing is listening to our young professionals, listening to our current students of they need to start getting this done or, you know, to be able to to accomplish their career goal of becoming a CPA. So what 120 means is that once you have finished the four years and you have finished uh, 80% of your accounting hours, so 24 of the 30 required accounting hours plus your 24 business hours, then you can start taking parts of the exam closer to when you're actually learning it. So, um, for example, let's say you just finished your audit coursework. You know, you can start taking that part of the exam or the same with tax. Uh, and, and what that means is that by the time you graduate, potentially, you could have two, three, maybe even all four parts of the exam done. And that gives a real career jump to these individuals who are just starting out working um, and, and want to become licensed as CPAs. The reality is that just as we are advocating for one position, generally there's another group or many groups out there advocating for the opposite position. That's especially true when you're coming to, you know, more controversial things like taxation issues. But even with the effort to try to um, enable the successful effort, I will say, thanks to many of you, um, to be able to start sitting for the CPA exam at 120 hours, there were people that came in and testified. Generally, um, they were educators in Ohio, um, but it, it, that's why it's so important that OSCPA have relationships built with legislators. You know, it's to, it's it's no different than any other industry. You know, it's all about relationships and trust, and that is one of the things that that OSCPA does on your behalf is work to build that trust with elected officials um, so that your voice will be heard. And knowing both of um, what you both just uh, spoke on, what other ways will workforce development, you know, play a part in in accounting's future and in the state of Ohio's future? Uh, Workforce development has so many different aspects to it that we need to address. Um, So we certainly we have the pipeline and we have the existing workforce and they both 
have a role within this workforce development. And there are barriers to entry or barriers to progression that we want to make sure we're mindful of. Um, some of those are uh, more perception than reality, right? And so we have to deal with that. And and then some of them are, are actual issues that as a profession, we have to figure out what's the best way to address them. And so part of what workforce development will do is continue to have the conversation, continue to convene people together to really look at these issues, look at these challenges and say, what, how do we address these in a way that's best for the profession that maintains the quality of the credential and the quality of the profession and the work that we do that continues to make sure we're able to deliver the value that's also adaptable and flexible to the business environment that continues to emerge. There's lots of changes going on there. And so we think that workforce development is going to be that critical factor that is going to continue to to navigate these issues, right, and to continue to help our our businesses, our members, our constituents navigate those issues as they play out into the future. And so it is hard to sit here today and predict here's exactly what we will need to address. We know some pieces will will have to talk about experience. We'll have to talk about internships and apprenticeships and what does that look like? What are the possibilities? But um, making sure that we do so in a way that's very intentional, right? And that really considers how we continue to to protect the sustainability of the profession. And, and it's interesting to think about sustainability of the profession. And I'm not talking ESG, uh, as far as sustainability as issues there, but really how we continue to make sure that we exist and are, uh, and are delivering value into the future. And so sustainability from that standpoint is really a large part of what workforce development is about. Okay. So, so building on what Tiffany just said, you know, workforce development is, is critical to the profession itself. You know, not only the broader business community, but anybody trying to hire a CPA knows that there just aren't as many candidates out there as there used to be. You know, the, the number of, of, of individuals going to college is down in our state. The population is down in our state somewhat in terms of who's going to college, um, you know, to feed into that. And that's only going to get worse, you know, as, as, as years go by. So we're looking at, you know, the nuts and bolts of what can we do to help our candidates become licensed to, to achieve their career goal. And one of the things that we're looking at very closely right now that individuals can help with is changing how long candidates have to pass all four parts of the CPA exam. And for those of you who are listening who, you know, are part of the group that was able to pass it with 120 semester hours, you know, back when you were doing it with the written uh, exam, you know, sitting in that room for two and a half days, pencil in hand and and scribbling out your answers, Um, you you know that you had three years to pass all four parts of the exam. And a big reason for that was that you were able to take it twice a year. You know, there were locked in places where you go to a, a, you know, a big building and sit down there and take it. And then after the, the, the test switched to electronic approach, 
it was provided more often. And so the thinking of regulators at that time was, okay, before it took three years to have six opportunities to pass one part, and now you can do that in 18 months. So that's why they cut the window back to 18 months rather than the full three years. Well, what we found as time goes on, especially in today's business climate where there is just a lot going on, you know, we have, you know, new um, future CPAs who are trying to, to, you know, trying to, to really thrive in their new role with their job. You know, many times they're working more hours and certain times of year or they're starting families. You know, they're trying to pay off student loans. They have a lot going on in their lives. And having the time they need to study for each of these parts isn't always there. You know, it's just a reality, you know, that that there's a lot going on at the same time. And now they have half as much time as, you know, more veteran CPAs had to pass the exam. So we are working um, with other states and, and business leaders here in Ohio, other states across the country, to try to double that window back to the full 36 months. Um, the reality is there was... You know, all of you who are listening who passed it with three years knows there was no harm to the public. There was, you know, individuals were able to get it done. And and that's what we want to go back to. We want to stop handicapping current candidates for the CPA exam. So that kind of leads into what can you do? You know, those of you who are listening, what can you do to help out with this effort? We just recently had a letter writing campaign through our website uh, unfortunately, the window did close on that, but I'm sure we will have future opportunity. Um, so with that, that's a way that, that you can get your voice out in a very easy way. Um, just what I encourage you to do is keep a close watch on our publications that come out weekly. We have the um, ECPA Weekly Takeaways that comes out on Thursdays. And then on Sundays, we have Leg Up, which is short for Legislative Update. And we have all the latest news on the issues that you need to know about. So please look for those. If you know a particular legislator that you are willing to work with to be help us get our message out to them, give us a call or or um, you know just call OSCPA and ask for somebody on the um, the government relations team, or email us at government at ohiocpa.com and we will get right back to you. And I will add to that to also be on the lookout for opportunities to share your perspective as we continue to work on workforce development. We will have working groups, focus groups. We'll have surveys and just opportunities for you to engage. So please make sure you take advantage of those opportunities so that we are able to hear your voice and consider that as we continue to just tackle the the talent issues for Ohio. Thank you to Barb and Tiffany for joining us to talk more about how advocacy efforts impact the future of workforce development in the profession and in Ohio. We're releasing new episodes every Wednesday, so please subscribe and download wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have questions or comments about the series, you can contact me at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. Thanks for listening.